Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. This mentor moment comes from the Equality Lounge at Davos during the World Economic Forum. Our expert guest is Dan Chait, co-founder and CEO of Greenhouse. Dan, thank you for joining us on a mentor moment here at Davos. So we have this question from our audience this week, and it is around the hiring process. So the question is this, it's important to me that I hire the best people and create a diverse and inclusive team. What are the most critical points in the recruitment and hiring process to consider? Well, you know I love this question. One of the most impactful ways that you can drive positive change in an organization is in the hiring process itself, because in most organizations, employee turnover can be as high as 20 or 30 percent. So even if your company isn't growing, simply replacing people that are leaving has a huge opportunity to impact your organization's capabilities, positively or negatively. And so it all starts with hiring to me. And the number one difference I see between organizations that are really great at hiring, and I include in that hiring in the way that the question is asking around diversity and inclusion, between the companies that are great at that and everyone else, it comes down to the behavior of the leaders. It's not an HR responsibility that you can just forget about and and leave to them. It's like, no, this is your job as a leader of the business. And how you show up as a leader and what you pay attention to matters. And we call that responsibility talent making. And every leader has a job called talent maker. And as a talent maker, your responsibility to lead a culture of hiring where everybody in the team knows it's important. They show up and do their best work around hiring just like they do around the rest of their job. That's a real difference. Second thing is a focus on structure. In other words, in most companies, when a candidate shows up, often there's a bit of a scramble. Hey, here's this person. What should we ask them? Everybody runs around. It's like chaotic. And at a company that really makes progress in diversity and inclusion, what they do is they recognize that holding everyone to the same standard is the cornerstone. So they define a scorecard for each job that outlines specifically what are the skills and attributes that they're hiring for in that particular job. Then they write out specific interview steps that are going to happen to assess for each of those scorecard attributes. And so now you know, hey, what's the level playing field that we're playing on? How are we going to play the game? And then all the players are assessed equally. On the one hand, you can say this is a way that we can level the playing field and pursue this diversity goal. But the secret superpower it gives you as an organization is it lets you find diamonds in the rough. If you look past the resume headline or the way the person interviews and how charming they are, do we have the same hobbies, and you're actually giving a fair, valid assessment to every candidate, what you find are people who light up the scorecard, and they may not look or feel like you expected them to. That's the win that you can get when you follow a structured hiring process. There seems to be so much more rigor. You can't just meet with someone without the questions in place or know what your other interviewer is asking or really have outcomes that you're very clear on. I've listened to hundreds of recorded interviews, and I don't know if you've ever done that. I don't recommend the experience. It can be pretty horrifying. But it turns out that unlike most of your job, where you get a lot of feedback and the outputs are looked at by lots of people, our interviews are often done one-on-one in private, and nobody sees them. And so most employees don't know how to interview. And if you don't give them good guidance, if you don't set them up for success, they're going to ask questions that are irrelevant to the job. They're going to ask questions that maybe the candidate was just asked in their last interview with someone else on the team. They're going to ask questions that are illegal. It gets really bad. And so providing that structure, it's great for the candidates. It's great for your, quote, talent strategy. It helps you with all these goals. But on an individual level, your employees generally don't like doing interviews. They're not very good at it. And so you're helping them with an important part of their day and making it easy for them to feel like they're doing a good job and contributing positively. So I can't recommend enough. Set that structure up in place. Make sure that everybody's got a game plan going into the interview. 
so that they can do a good job and feel good about it. What do you think of the question that some people like to pose as to whether would they want to be stuck in an airport with someone? Would they want to go have a drink with someone? Those questions that really try to get to fit. Do you think those are valid? Look, I think there's something to collegiality and getting along with people. I think it's very overrated. I think at most companies, the importance of, I want to feel comfortable around the person on the way in the door is kind of where that's coming from. Like, I don't want to have to work hard to work well with that person. I just want it to be easy for me. And I think that's really misguided on both sides. I think it's unfair to candidates who may not look or feel like you expect them to on the way in without a chance to really get to know and work with the person. And for the company, you're missing out on great talent that may otherwise not present how you think they ought to on the way in the door, but it turns out can be an incredible addition to your team. And so don't deprive yourself of the opportunity to work with people that may be contributing something different to your culture or changing your team in positive ways just because they're not looking or feeling like you expected them to before you met them. Thank you so much. This has been great advice. I know it will benefit a lot of people. Thank you. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.